Welcome to Bits of Gold, episode 133. Today's episode is all about creating success in your life on all levels. As a society, so often we define success so backwards. We often define success as business success or career success, which essentially means how much money you have in your bank. I used to personally define success as how much revenue my business was doing, how much net profit I made, and how much I was able to save and invest each year. I remember years back after working with a coach where I learned that that could not be more far from the truth. I believe you define what success looks like in your life. You decide your own definition of success. And to me, living a successful life is about living life holistically and intentionally. In order to live a successful life, you have to look at the key areas in your life that are important to you and get hyper-intentional and define what you want in each of those key areas. On today's episode, we'll be discussing how to make 2023 your most successful year yet by defining your own version of success and exploring how you can think about success holistically in your own life. Today, my guest is Oliver Vilvok. Oliver is an author, entrepreneur, and coach who helps his clients shift their inner worlds and do the hard work to define the life they want so they can live intentionally with purpose. And now let's welcome Oliver to the show. Oliver, welcome to the Gold Podcast. Danny, thank you so much for the invitation. Yeah, I'm really excited to have you on. We connected on LinkedIn. I don't remember who posted about you, but I was so intrigued. You got an awesome LinkedIn profile picture. You're a spiritual business coach, author, mentor. I know we connected, and I want you to share a little bit about who you are, but I know when we connected, we ended up doing a call, and you brought up that you were sensing an energy. We had such an interesting call, and I knew from that call I needed to get you on the show to share a little about who you are and how you're helping people today. Yeah, very excited to be here. I love the call that we had, and it felt like a joy and an honor to be here on your show, and very, very happy. Thank you for the invitation. Yeah, of course. To kick this one off, I'd love if you could share a little bit about who you are, what you do. Absolutely. I'm a spiritual mentor and what we may call a holistic business coach working in the entrepreneurship space. What I do there is I work with entrepreneurs who have big aspirations and who are having a big impact in the world. And I help them to create more power inside of them. And with power, I mean a very pure power, a power that radiates from the heart, a power that is centered in the whole being and that comes from the inside out. And by doing that, I help them to create business that is not only successful financially, but actually feels like they are really realizing their soul mission and what they do and it fulfills them on all levels financially but also physically emotionally mentally and spiritually so it becomes a beautiful a full expression of who they are if someone wants to look at their life holistically regarding creating success across the board on all levels how does one do that when they're thinking about building their business well, there's a deep process here or an, a deep invitation into a, a profound journey of getting to know ourselves, really, because how most entrepreneurs go about this is that they simply start to create their businesses without questioning who they are. So it's as if I just kind of step into the arena and I just start doing some things. I'm just dealing with the physical world and with the physicality of my business. They are not actually prioritizing to get to know themselves in the process. If I want to create a business that makes me successful on all levels, then I need to get to know who I am, what I really love, what really lights me up, what is my zone of genius. 
where I feel that I can bring all parts of myself into the picture and create the business from there. I know a lot of your work focuses around helping entrepreneurs, but would you say that this is applicable to anyone if they're just going about getting a job, but thinking about their life holistically of how they want to lead a successful life holistically? Absolutely. And I believe that in the end, we are obviously human beings, but there's also something within us that is bigger than that. And in the end, we share a journey here, which is a journey of really getting to know ourselves and getting to know ourselves as the creators of our existence of the creators of our universe and a source of love also. I think what's interesting is when you're in your 20s, you're rarely asked to think about the introspective things that you're bringing up as it relates to thinking about your life holistically. You're so often asked to just think about what's the career path that you want to get on? What's the most stable career path or one where you'll lead a financially successful life? And even oftentimes I feel like in business, as an entrepreneur myself, when you think about what's the next thing I want to pursue or what's the business I want to pursue, a lot of people look to solve problems and they look at it just from a business standpoint or you look at it from just a career standpoint. I want to become a lawyer because it's financially stable and it sounds somewhat interesting. How does one start to think about the things that are more important as it relates to looking at this from a holistic standpoint to start to do that work where they look introspectively? Well, there's a big shift here in just the perspective that we look at things where most of the world, as you have described it, is operating from a kind of an outside-in perspective. So it's like what I do on the outside defines me as a person. And so I go to build a successful business so that I afterwards can feel free or I can feel financially free or pursue whatever dreams that I have. Yeah, but it's coming outside in. I'm doing the business so that I can feel free. But what if we switch this and we instead create something inside out? And this entails some quietness and some soul searching of really feeling ourselves and coming into the recognition that I am already free in this very moment. I am free to do whatever I want. <laughs> <laughs> what if I already base my life in the knowing and in the embodiment of that freedom and then I create from there? Not so that I can be free at the end of the day, but so that it's just an expression of joy. I do it because I want to. I'm building a business because it's just how my being moves and there's nothing else in the world that I would rather do. Do you think sometimes or oftentimes I should say people forget that they have the agency to decide that they have the freedom to decide what they want to actually pursue? I think we are educated also in that way somehow because there are not so many beings or not so many people who really live based on this. If you look at education systems or the ways that we are being schooled and so on, typically we receive our education from people who are playing the same game and who think that, okay, first I need to build something in the outer world and then I can feel good about myself. And so they pass this on and it takes some soul searching to break free from that and to see if actually it is true or not. Yeah, it's almost just the programming of the world, right? We're pre-programmed to think a certain way, to live a certain way. And in doing so, we sort of become prisoners to what we believe is the right path as opposed to maybe the path we really want to go on. Yeah, like there's almost not even a questioning sometimes of like, what if I really could do anything in this lifetime? 
what if there is some kind of a higher evolutionary force that is wanting to express itself through my existence and that is wanting to imprint my heart on the empty canvas of this life? Like, what would I do? This question, I think, often doesn't even arise. It feels more like, okay, I have to do this sort of a thing. To be a well-respected and financially free person, I have to build a business and I have to solve a problem. But again, it's outside in rather than... Yeah, the what-if question is a powerful one. I mean, you say that and I get chills sitting on, on the other side of the screen because... You're right. It is something that I don't believe is often asked, or it's even often something that pops into your mind as a possibility. Yeah. You say in some ways, as a society, people become prisoners to the lifestyle in which they create, and it's very hard to undo that. What I mean by that is it's interesting, especially living in New York City, the city that never sleeps. You know, people are in such a go, go, go mode here. Everyone is trying to get ahead. And it's interesting to connect with people who aren't from New York City or who aren't from a major city. I should say, like, I think a lot of the mentality, especially in the U.S., is you go to school, you get a job, you grow old, you hop around, you eventually die. In the most basic level, that's sort of like living a successful life. And if you follow that, you're going to live a successful and happy life. What I found is a lot of people end up going in their 20s and they get a job. Little by little, you get a little bit more money working that job and you start to raise your lifestyle little by little. Then you start a family and your lifestyle costs go up. And then even the idea of shaking the box or shaking things up becomes so ridiculous and scary because it's like, well, now I have all these expenses. I have a family to support. I almost missed the boat of opportunity to do this introspective work. Yeah, man, totally. It's a bit like those Chinese finger traps, you know, where you're kind of, the more that you start doing the same thing in order to achieve some result, the more difficult it becomes to get out of it in the end. Yeah. But just look at the world. Look what is happening out there. There's war. There's all the unsustainable business practice that is happening in the world. A lot of scarcity, pollution, all of those things, they are the result of doing something that does not feel truly good inside our being. The mistake is not that there's too much entrepreneurship or too much of anything or too much money or what have you. But the mistake is that people do something that doesn't actually really feel good for them. And they do it so that afterwards they can feel good. It's this mentality of, okay, now I sacrifice my life for 10 years so that afterwards I can feel good about myself. We delay our own happiness. And our own just truth and being truthful to ourselves. If we look around in the world, we can see the results of this. We can see the impact that this is having, this lack of introspection and this lack of joy somehow. When you look at little children, they, they are so full, so full of joy. And many of the entrepreneurs I've been working with, they tell me this also. As a child, I used to feel so joyful and playful. And I used to think that everything is possible and I can fulfill my, my dreams and I can do the things that I really desire. But then somewhere along the way, this gets lost. And they think that they have to do something different to be free. But they don't. It is possible to build a business where we feel extremely good about what we are creating and at the same time be successful and be creative and joyful. And this kind of a business doesn't harm the planet, doesn't create wars and all of those things. Let's talk a little bit about people letting go of their dreams. You know, you share some entrepreneurs you, you've worked with in the past. They express that as a kid, they have this ability to dream and then eventually it stops. I think a lot of people can relate to that. Why do you think that that is so, such a common thread? 
So I can tell you exactly why that happens in, in many, many cases. And these are small or sometimes larger experiences that people make, for example, in their childhood, which cause them to integrate a different belief system about themselves and to change how they view themselves. I'll give you an example. I used to work with a very successful entrepreneur who was building companies and so on. He just sold his one company and then he came to me because he was looking to establish a vision for what he was going to build next. As we did our work, we found that there has, had been this occasion in his childhood where he would be driven to school with a school bus and for different reasons, he really didn't like this experience of going to this school and being there and being with the other kids. And there were those moments where his parents would kind of just make him go there and force him to go there and not somehow be with his pain in that moment. And that doesn't sound like a huge traumatic thing. And still, this caused him to believe that he is not inherently or doesn't inherently have the agency to decide what he does with his life and to pursue the things that he truly loves and that his parents didn't care for him in those moments that were very tender for him in this age. Again, this doesn't sound like a major, major thing, but those are small moments that shape the way that people view the world. And when we found this in our work together, it became clear that he built his first company to prove something to his parents out of a kind of like, like, look at me, I am worthy of your love, I am worthy of being seen by you. But when this memory came back and this kind of block fell away, there was actually a door open for him to create something from the fact of already seeing himself as whole and complete. So this is just one example, but this is just how it goes. We have those experiences at some point in our life and we start to fragment our psyche and to leave parts of our being behind. And for most of us, we may never see this because it's somehow lurking in the subconscious and in the unconscious mind. But for those of us who do this work and look inside and find those spots, it opens tremendous new possibility to create from overflow rather than from a lack to begin with. That's powerful. How does one start to do this work, this introspective work, this internal work to break free and push the limits of what's really possible? So there's obviously many, many ways that lead here. One path is certainly coming into a kind of an introspective practice. My practice has been meditation for many years, which has just really opened my life and opened me to more freedom than I ever thought possible. But there are different things that we can cultivate and that we can do. Meditation, yoga, journaling, breath work. There are so many practices that we can integrate into our lives to look there. A way to make this process faster and to amplify results is certainly to work with somebody who can help us to see and who can guide us into these places. This can be a therapist. This can be some kind of a teacher, meditation teacher or something like this. This can also be somebody like me. Having somebody who can point out where you may be behaving from unconscious patterns is priceless and really amplifies and makes this process a lot more fast. And then something very practical that also the entrepreneurs listening here can do right now is just to ask yourself these questions. What would I build within my company if I was perfect, whole and complete in this moment? If I knew that what I am giving to the world is precious, 
if I knew that I am an important part of life and that what I'm doing to the world is making a profound and deep contribution, how would I be leading my business right now? What would you say are the, the typical areas of your life that one should think about when trying to think about how do I create success across the board on all levels? It's an interesting thing to think about where when you think about success, it's oftentimes easy to think about just revenue, profit, income, and it becomes very challenging to be successful across the board in your health, in your family, in your key relationships with friends, in your community, in your mind, body, the way you feel about yourself, the way you think about yourself. When you start to think about success across the board, how does one think about all those areas and then make a conscious effort to try to actually be successful across the board? Yeah, that's a beautiful question. So um, I want to dive into that more deeply, but I also want to give just a little analogy that comes to mind of athletes. And I just want to give this analogy of a professional athlete, whatever the sports may be that the person is playing. They are the best in their craft, but when you observe them and you see them doing what they do, it actually looks easy. Like that's actually what, what makes this professional athlete such a genius. It looks so easy how they are doing the move. And if I was going to do it, it would look like just a complete kind of disaster to try to make the same move. They make it look easy. And the same applies for an entrepreneur who creates success on all levels. It is actually the real genius is in making it look easy rather than hustling and grinding all the time, sacrificing different areas of our life in the process. I'm not saying there's no hustling and grinding involved, yeah, but there's a difference between hustling and grinding from a wholesome place where it's fun and we're enjoying it versus hustling and grinding from a place that is full of fear and where we are abandoning our physical body and start to get ill and start to compromise on all the different aspects of, of our life. Also, this is a good question to explore within the business model that you have right now. What would it look like to be profoundly fulfilled on all of those different levels? I mean, obviously, there's many different answers to this question. But for many of my clients, they saw, for example, that they could increase their prices by a good amount. Like, what would it look, for example, to just put a zero behind your current prices in your business? How would you have to serve your clients? What would you have to do to merit increasing your prices by 10? And how would that impact on your physical health, on your mental health, on your well-being, on the way that you serve? So it's about making the business into a unique art piece rather than into kind of a piece that is competing with everyone else and where you need to constantly be hustling and grinding and kind of fight, fight for your place under the sun. That makes a lot of sense. When I think about success across the board, right, like living a successful life in all the, the key areas of my life, right, my mental health, my physical health, myself as a friend, myself as a, a brother, a husband, eventually a father, all the different facets of your life, I think it can be quite challenging to fill all those buckets, right, and do it well. Use the analogy of the athlete. You know, I'm curious, using the same analogy, when I think of an athlete, sometimes I think of this is someone who's dedicated years and years of their life to their craft. 
That's why they get paid the big bucks. That's why you go and see them because they're overflowing in the bucket in terms of success and what they do and how they do it. But obviously, you know, I think there has to be some level of sacrifice in some ways, right? Think of like a baseball player who's traveling all the time. I don't know any professional baseball players, but you think about what their life might be as a professional player who's traveling on the road half the year. Their bucket as in terms of like their ability to be a present husband or father or things like that. And I'm sure it it can be done. But when you think about it holistically in that sense, how does one try to not just fill the bucket and be, I'm going to show up a little bit as a father, but I'm going to fill my bucket tremendous amount in my business. How does one try to overflow all those buckets? I hear you on that. And I also agree with you to be 100% involved in all the different different areas of our life may not work like that. I probably can't be competing as a chess player and at the same time be the, I don't know, like the best chef in the world or something like this. Like true mastery like this is developed in one area where we dedicate a lot of energy and a lot of our time. Still, for me, the question is, what do you want out of your life? Like, what do you want? Yes, you can do this. Like you can try to become a professional baseball player or whatever the case may be. But then it's from a conscious choice and because you love to do it and because you you do it from freedom. Or you may decide that your perfect life, the perfected version of you, has a life in which you work five hours a day, you make enough money to sustain your family, you have a family life that looks like XYZ, having dates with your wife and playtime with your kids and all of those things. But you are the one creating the design. You are the architect. That's powerful. And this works for entrepreneurs as well. There's really nothing wrong with working 80-hour weeks if it's fun, (laughs) if that's what you choose to do, if that's how you feel that you are your self-actualized version of yourself. I hear you. You're basically saying it gets back to being intentional. What do you as the architect of your life want to build? Yes, exactly. What do you want to build? And back to this question of who are you? Who am I? How do you think money plays a role in all of this? I see people and I know people, and I've been guilty of it too, where we delay our own happiness. We delay the things we really want or the things that we feel called to because we say, I have the stable job that pays me well, or I'm in the business that doesn't really make me happy, but it pays me well, or I have the dream, but it's so risky. How do you think money plays a role in in all of our decision-making? Again, I think it's a powerful journey to see where we are coming from. So I'll just give you a personal example. My parents had a bakery back then when I grew up and they were running a bakery and they were working very, very hard. My dad used to work seven days a week and get up at 2 a.m. in the morning and get into the bakery and beautiful. They enjoyed it and still they were working very, very hard. Simply based on growing up in this environment, I grew up with a certain belief around money that I felt I need to work hard in order to make money. And this goes pretty much unquestioned. As long as we don't put a question mark about how do we want our life to be, like if I am the architect, how would I design my life? If we don't do this question, this just goes unquestioned in the background. Okay, I need to work hard to make money. So guess what? If that's my belief system that works within my subconscious, then I am going to build a business in which I need to work hard to make my money. Simple as that. It's just a replication of the same energy, of the same belief patterns that have been running already within the context where we grew up. Now, in my case, I wanted, I chose to do the inner work to ask myself, okay, if I were the architect of my life, how would I want it to look? 
okay, I don't want to work so hard and make good money from that and do a work in a way that is profoundly fulfilling for me and that fills my heart with gratitude and that has a beautiful impact. And as I started to move in that direction, by and by these things started to become apparent in my space. And I needed to really sit with that and to feel what it would be like to shift my belief systems around this. Like how would it feel in my body to make a lot of money without working from 2 a.m. in the morning and working super hard. And it's a process of gradually acclimating to this new architecture that we are introducing. So before I did what I'm doing now, I used to work in the financial industry. I was a sales director for one of the fastest growing finance companies in Europe. And there came a point when I got very nice salary for the first time in my life, which was, I don't know, over 15K or something like this for the month, net of taxes. And I received this. I came home and I cried because somehow it made me so sad. And I felt I'm not actually worthy of receiving this because I didn't work so hard to get this. I didn't work as hard as my dad to make this money. And how can I be worthy of this? But this is precisely the work that I am speaking about. Because in that moment I saw, oh, like, why am I so sad? What is this bringing up inside of me? What belief systems is this hitting inside of my being? And gradually, gradually, yeah, it allowed me to question and reprogram myself by the design that I am choosing and to adopt a belief system in which I am paid very well for my work. I know I'm worth it. I love what I do. And I don't need to work so hard for that. And also it makes me feel good to receive this amount. That's a great story. One of the things that I love about the end of the year, I think December is one of the those months where people start to get a little bit more introspective. What change do I want to make headed into the new year? What things went well this past year? Is there any real change that I want to make? And, you know, a lot of people do set some sort of resolution in the new year. I'm not sure exactly how effective those are or they aren't, <laughs> but I just think it's generally a time where people are more introspective. What are some things that people can be thinking about as we close out 2022 and head into 2023? So here's one specifically for the entrepreneurs. And I already mentioned this briefly during our call, but just a thought experiment. I would love to invite you, if you are offering some kind of a product or, or a service, to just reflect what would it be like to increase my prices by a factor of 10? What would I need to deliver for that? What would my product look like? How would I feel? How motivated would I feel to deliver something really grand with this product for my clients? I give this as a just a, a game, but really it's a gate opener because when we speak about this increasing prices by a lot, it means that we have to put more of our heart into what we do and we need to make it more uniquely ours. So this can lead into a profound journey of self-empowerment and self-realization, uh, actually. So that's a beautiful one. Uh, just a little game for those of you who feel the resonance for the business owners amongst you. What would it entail to increase my prices by 10? How would that feel? How would I serve my clients? Who would I be? And for everyone, a beautiful reflection would be to ask yourself, who would I be in my perfected state? So you could even visualize yourself. Yeah? You could, when you're listening to this episode and maybe afterwards, you could close your eyes for a moment and kind of just see if you can visualize yourself as your perfected self with just the way that you look without completely changing who you are. Like you're not going to make yourself 40 centimeters taller or something like this, but seeing yourself for who you are now, but in your perfected self. 
and ask yourself, who am I actually? Who am I in this? And feel that one, really feel that perfected one. And that one is attainable for you because you can see him or her. You can feel him or her inside of your being right now. And the New Year's resolution may be directed toward that. What would be a few actions I can take in that direction? I love that. Oliver, really powerful bits of gold on, in this one on how to help you think about your life in a more purposeful and intentional way. Where can people connect with you, follow you, get in touch if they're interested in learning more? The best platform to connect with me is right now on Instagram. It's Oliver Philvok, my name. I think they can also find my name in the description of the podcast. You can also buy my book on Amazon. It's called You Unleashed, The Self-Assured Leader's Guide to Exponential Fulfillment. You Unleashed. And you can also connect on LinkedIn, but I'm not so active there. The best platform is indeed Instagram to follow my work. Awesome. Oliver, thank you so much for coming on the show today. Danny, thank you so much for the invitation. It was a joy to be here. Thank you. All the links for this episode can be found in the show notes. One of my key takeaways from this episode is that you define your success. I want to hear from you how you define success in your own life. Shoot me a message on Instagram at Dan Lev Goldberg or at the Bits of Gold podcast. Finally, if you can please leave a review on Apple Podcasts or Spotify or wherever you listen to podcasts, I would really appreciate it as it helps with growing the show. That's all for today. Thanks for living with purpose today and every day, and I'll see you next time. I love your podcast. This is gold. This is where it's at.